Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage, the birds are back. This is the Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, with me as always, my brother Frankie. And it is a gorgeous day. Finally, first nice day. This is an ASMR podcast now, (laughs) where Sal eats empanadas directly into the microphone. (laughs) But yeah, man, we finally have good weather for once. It's been so shit. Like, it's May 9th, and like... The whole spring has gone by. There's no spring. There's always like that, like, people say, like, oh, you don't get a spring in New Jersey. Like, it goes from winter to summer, which I think is bullshit. I think it... New Jersey actually has normally some pretty good springs. This one's been garbage. Garbage. Cold, rainy, wet. Cold and Could rainy. Have moved to Seattle. But I'm telling you, the, the way this winter has gone, the way last summer has gone, the way this spring is going, I'm convinced we're about to get like one of the best summers of weather. I'm talking 85 and sunny every day for the for three months straight. Sign me up. I'm going to go to so many baseball games. I'm going to play so many baseball games. I'm going to play so much golf. Disc golf. Do you see where TikTok's famous now? We are. You keep saying, it's really you. I've done nothing. I've done nothing to contribute to that account. 272 people decided that our TikTok account is worthy of following. How many of those people do you think are real? Only some. I don't know the I don't know like the numbers. Wow, that dog is carrying a gigantic stick. This is a tiny dog to be carrying a stick that large. Oh. Um, <laughs> um I don't know the numbers, obviously. I don't know like how TikTok does with bots compared to like Twitter or something. I feel like a lot of them are bots, but most of them seem real to me. I just think there's a lot of bots on TikTok because I don't like the views don't make any sense to me. The oh. amount of views that some videos get is so wild. But I guess because... It's how TikTok, quickly they can circulate on TikTok. True, right? Like, TikTok is literally just video after video, and I think if you just stay on a video for point the reason seconds, why like, The reason why we had a few a view. videos blow up is because if you get into the stream... It's just gonna... And, like, people of a certain persuasion, any persuasion, but any certain interest or hobby or whatever group, niche... Start to like it. It gets recommended well, to more people who share those interests. That's the weirdest thing about TikTok to me because it happens only on TikTok. I guess it happens on Instagram and Facebook too with their videos and YouTube. Like everyone has their videos thing now of like what Instagram, it's reels. Facebook, it's I think also reels. And then YouTube is the shorts. All of them do such a good job of like knowing what you want. Like mine, like if I go onto Instagram and watch like a video and start going down reels, most of mine are just going to be like fitness TikToks. About golf. I'll get some golf, mostly fitness. Couple. I like, get a lot of comedians. Golf. Which, by the way, I got a comedian recommend it to me. So fucking funny. Never heard of him before. Chappelle Lacey. Have you ever heard of this dude? Hysterical. Really oh, funny. Look him, check him out. You texted me after last week's show because when we were done, the abortion ruling 
Oh leaked. yeah, man, that happened and right all, after we stopped. And then we had the whole week, and I really don't want to talk about abortion, but I did go back and listen to our podcast episode, "Abort This" episode. I think it was like in the forties. Uh, it's pretty good. We were pretty spot on about what we were talking about about abortion back then. Abortion disgusts me, and not not the the act of it. I understand it. I'm not gonna be a cr- I'm not a crazy pro lifer where I think it's like. It has to be the rule. I just don't like... Like, my problem with it is purely the way people talk about it. The way it gets treated by the left, particularly. And it's not even just the left, because there are people who would probably consider themselves on the right. Although, on the abortion issue, they're probably more pro-choice. But, like, I don't like the cheering for abortions. I don't like the rooting for abortions, as if it's like everyone should get them. And, like, it's wild to me. It's, like, a, such a serious topic that, like, has lost all... Like, it's so much of our our landscape in this country is talking about things as if they're not real. And we forget that these things have actual ties into the real world. And, like, what, what it is, like, when we're talking about abortion, like, these are real people that are killing real... Like, I'm sorry, like, if you want to disagree and say they're not human lives, I think you're wrong. You're entitled to your opinion. But, like, that's what we're talking about. It's not a joke. It's not nothing. It's not just like, oh, women's right. It's just like, well, it's very serious. What I don't like, there's many things. We've talked about it. Like I said, go back and listen to our episode of Board This. I don't want to get back. And we've said all the things that you just said. We've said it on this podcast. I don't remember saying those things. But you have. And that's good. Consistent. Yes. But, uh, I like the notion that, like, just anything a leftist wants is a human right. Well, it's because they're the moral betters. They, <laughs> everything that they want... Is just a right. Is what they, we deserve. It's a right. I have the right to abortion. Like, really? Is that a right? Like, I, uh, like, when we're born on this earth, God puts us here on this earth, what does he put you here with? Is your ability to abort a baby one of those things i don't know i think that's debatable i think it's just bullshit that like i hate the fucking my body my choice bullshit because it's first of all it's not your body it's another human life's body too like we, we forget about that the other thing is is where were these people when we were doing forced vaccinations what do you mean where were they like what do you mean where were they you where were they? they they were telling me they to were? get vaccinated these listen, same people were telling me to get vaccinated. But listen, that's listen, listen. Again, don't we shouldn't get in the weeds on it. Had this discussion. They're just annoying. Yeah, but here's the thing. I've done a really good job. Not the reason why I'm talking about it, and that you're saying you don't want to talk about it, and that I keep talking about it, is because I've done such a good job over the last week, not talking about it, not getting involved. So it's just been a lot it's of stuff. That I don't want to talk about. It's is just that, been a lot of stuff on my mind that like I haven't. There's nothing that I think we are gonna say that's gonna. Yeah, it's I agree. Adding to the it's just it's just out of all the things The conversation's been had, it will continue to be had. Two of the things like that I don't talk about online or in anywhere children. is like abortion and trans issues. <laughs> because I think my my opinions on those matters are I are what they are. I believe in them very much and, and no one's going to change my mind. I know everyone else has their opinion and I'm not going to argue about them because I don't think I'll argue with you about uh, the libertarian values, I'll argue with you about uh, Russia Gate. I'll argue. I'll argue about a bunch of stuff. 
those two things don't care to, to argue about because I don't think there's any reason to. I mean, you could argue it. You could debate it like anything else, but I just think that the argument is so... It's everywhere. So, like, do we want... I don't want to turn this episode into... Again, it's just... I think it's the... Another abortion. It's just another thing. Like, everyone has their opinion. Everyone talks about it as if... Like I just said, like like it's not a real thing. The other thing I wanted to touch on, moving away from abortion... Is what I texted you about? No. Okay. Is we talked about we haven't touched on the Russian Ukraine war, which is probably a good thing. Is it not over? Nope. In fact, I thought I saw a video of Kiev yesterday. The United States intelligence agencies seem to be deliberately leaking information in an attempt to goad Russia into re- retaliating against them. Uh, against the U.S. Yes. So we leaked initially that we ha- had helped Ukraine kill a bunch of Russian generals with the intelligence we gave them. And then after that story was kind of a flop and no one cared about that. What a hilarious move by our CIA. They leaked that that they Oh whoops. That they're also giving like the Ukrainians a bunch of extra weapons and spending and they're on the ground with like special forces who are teaching the Ukrainians how to fight Russia. And that story didn't get much attention. So then the next thing they leaked was that you remember when the Moskva sank, which is a Russian cruise. Yeah. It's like one of the highest priority ships that Russia has in their navy. And I, that was what I said to the, I was like, man, Ukraine pulled off something like that. It's pretty big because they don't have air dominance. They don't have sea dominance. They don't have, so the fact that they could take out an entire Russian cruise, cruise, uh, response ship or whatever is big. Uh, it turns out the United States intelligence agency is also taking credit for that. So I don't know what you call it when you take out the ship of an enemy while they're at it war with of one war. of their enemies, but like that's also your ally, but it seems just like and and with the Moskva thing, they pretty much came out and said it might have been our intelligence that did it, but it also could have just been one of our torpedoes. We don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> we're so good. We don't even know what we're doing. We're just <laughs> taking things out from who knows where with who knows what. So, like, in my mind, we USA, said it, baby. We said it, We again, go back and listen. To, I forget what episode this was, but I had a long breakdown before the war even started when they were propagandizing, saying that this invasion was going to take place. Had a nice long rant about how we shouldn't let them lie to us, lie us into war and all this. So, like, at least the tactic now is kind of like, we'll be honest into war. Which I respect. <laughs> like, we're listen, we all knew when this started it was going to end... With war, anyways, like fuck it. Like, no, I don't. It. I don't like the fucking attitude. The nah, fucking. you gotta just say it, and then you just let's just be honest. You guys want the war, we don't. So, what we want doesn't matter. So it's gonna happen anyway. So again, just a shout out to all of our new TikTok followers who have transitioned to definitely listening to our podcast, which has many, many listeners and a strong, thriving community that you could talk about that we care diligently for and want to hear from. Uh. We welcome you, but if you think that we're talking about things and we're not putting enough time behind them, like we already talked about this stuff. I don't want to talk about abortion. I don't really want to talk about the war, but I wanted to talk because we're catching up. Want to talk about what do you want to talk about? Two thousand mules. Oh, all right. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it either. Okay, so I think what we should do before we even start this conversation is we just what we just did. Neither of us have watched it, so I'm I have no idea what it's. Well, I mean, I know what it's about. 
But like, I am only basing my opinions on this movie from what I've seen people I've that seen bu- I like on Twitter. I've seen a bunch of clips. I know a lot I about it. I will watch it. I probably will too. It's like I will watch it before next week's podcast, most likely. But like, I saw your Instagram post about it, and it kind of upset me a little bit. I was like, why? Why can't we have anything good? <laughs> Is that what you took away from my? my yeah, opinion? like, dude, like, we have to shit on everything. Like, isn't, isn't this a good thing? Last week. Isn't this a good thing? I have two problems. In a way, I have two problems with it. Or do we just think it's like not real? No. I think it's real. And I don't have any issue with, like... I like Dinesh D'Souza. And I like... He's made documentaries before. I liked his Obama documentary back in 2010. That's a good movie. That actually got him thrown in jail, which was cool. I mean, <laughs> it was absolutely horrific. But, like, that was another one of those If you events. make a documentary that gets you thrown in jail, you shoot up my list. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. But, like, that was one of the... It's actually... I, do you remember we wanted to make a documentary about, about Hillary, Hillary Clinton? Clinton? I know that was, I think about that often. I was like, that would be a great documentary. We would still. We wouldn't <laughs> have ended up in prison. We would have probably just dead. been dead. <laughs> we would have never gotten through it. Um, I like Dinesh D'Souza. I like his gusto. I uh, I like the investigation that True the Vote did, and they're a big part of this documentary. So I like that. I don't know all the other details that go into this movie. Like I don't know what evidence they're really presenting. So this might change when I see it. But, based on what I have seen from the movie, and based on the conversation around the movie, and based on what I know about the movie, I believe that a big premise of their investigation, and what they're using to present as evidence, is mostly data that they captured by purchasing from private cell phone companies. And on principle... You're against that? I'm against it. And not only am I against it, it's not necessary. Like, there's enough evidence... From day one of the election, start from the hour, go through the live video footage of all the of all the news organizations as the vote stops at 2 a.m. and tell me the vote didn't stop at 2 a.m. Go through go through all the video of precincts in Atlanta and Philadelphia and yeah. Detroit kicking people out who were Republican you th- observers. You know what's kind of crazy? What is like? I do this thing a lot where I think about future me. Like, old me. Yeah. Like, when I'm in my 50s or 60s. What are you going to say about this? What am I going to remember? Yeah. I think about it a lot with, like, baseball. Like, am I going to remember some of, like, the players of Like, I've already forgotten so many that, cool baseball. Yeah, like, but am I going to remember, like, oh, no, like, you should have seen player X. Like, he was awesome and he wasn't a star, but he was cool and you I watched him. when Robinson Cano was a rookie? He had, like, two walks the whole year and it was, like, a big storyline. Like, Robinson no, like, I don't never remember that. walked. So I was like, but, like, so I think about the the... The day of the 2016 election. God, what a good day. Like, I can almost recount that whole day. Because, like, that's so vivid in my memory. I remember the feel of, like, watching that night on TV as the votes are going. And, like, all of a sudden, it's starting to get late. And it was, like, this hope that it could happen to all of a sudden, like, everyone felt it all at the same time of, like, oh, like, it's, it's definitely happening. And I will not forget 2020. And, like, I think that's where, if we could analyze, like, if you had a camera in every living room in the country, like, I think you could just pick the president based on the feel. Like, it had such an eerie feel to it. Trump still, it felt like Trump won. Well, that's what I'm saying, like, in the beginning of the night, when the votes first started coming, it was, like, a little nervous. You're like, I really hope he gets this. And then it was, like... 
Yo, Run he's, away with it. He's storming again. And then out of nowhere, votes stop. Things stop coming in. It's getting late. All of a sudden, it's like, well, we'll, we'll have an answer tomorrow, which never has happened. <laughs> and then, like, these spikes and votes and all these things. And, like, we're supposed to just act like that's normal when it's like, we. Everything about that election was not normal. Everything about it was insane and it felt. didn't feel real. So, that's my first issue with the movie is just that. I don't think, on principle, I'm okay with buying the location data from cell corporations. I think is not the tactic I want to use. In it'd be one thing. Yeah, if that's it, fair. It'd be one thing if it were a criminal investigation and there was a warrant involved, and even then, I'd be like, "Well, I don't like the government being able to see where you are to prove any crime. Just like get a satellite image of like where you went. Well, it's creepy to me." But then, to take that a step further, like I said before, there's so much other evidence that we already have that goes back... You can go back 20 years and look at the voting machines and the history of these companies and Dominion. Like, all that stuff that Sidney Powell got mocked for for being crazy, a lot of that stuff is absolutely 100% true. These voting machines are connected to the internet and 100% susceptible, and depending on which party is in power and who they want to present as the winner or loser of any given election is going to determine which party complains about these things that are absolutely true. And it's how they keep us from ever solving this issue. And it's why an issue that was only in Ohio in 2004 has spread to half the country. And importantly, many of the battleground States, which is these dominion voting machines that are absolutely accessed by foreign countries and manipulated. Now, Dinesh D'Souza was smart in making this movie because he, went with a method that he knew could 100% be compelling evidence in and of itself. So by buying that location data and proving that these mules were going back and forth between these drop boxes and Democrat institutions, it's a pretty airtight case and it's simple and everyone can understand it. So good job. But my point just there is there's been so much evidence already that the conversation that like that we're still trying to prove to Democrats. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is like it's just annoying. Sure, like, we don't need the like, movie Two Thousand Mules to convince anyone. It's already been anyone with a fucking brain knows. So if you don't have a brain, the, but that's the that's problem. But right, that's the problem. Which is why I don't know how I feel about it. Is it's almost kind of like feels like the RussiaGate stuff, where it's like, well, we know. <laughs> That, the that, that was a lie, but no. But there are not only people, but like huge swaths of people who like don't know that. And same thing with like the 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 election stuff, which is like if they don't know because they're choosing, like, but they're choosing. How many the, times have I said on this podcast that like I almost envy the world that Democrat voters get to live in, yeah. where they just anytime you present them with anything, they just go no. That's not real. And they just continue to... Like, it, they don't even acknowledge it. Yeah. So, I don't know. If this helps that, maybe that's good. I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's wild. Like, we've, we've been jokingly saying on this podcast since we started it that, like, we just are in a banana republic. But, like, we really are. Yeah. Like, we really are. 
Well, I was thinking about at what, how... At what point, though, do do the people... We're included. We are, we are the people in this country. When do we start giving a fuck and, like, doing something about it? And I'm not talking documentaries. I'm not talking... I think there's still a few more election cycles where I don't think people have to get galvanized. I think that's fair. Like I think it's like you do it once and we and we still prevail. Shame on you. You do it twice and beat us. Shame on me. If you do it a third time, we're we'll gonna kick your. Ass. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> so like, let's we'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. Give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it'll be a midterm though. So like, even if the Democrats somehow like gain House seats, like, I agree. We're I think it, be, like, it needs to be a. We're gonna be like, well, that's election. kind of bullshit. Well, dude, not for nothing. I think people in New Jersey felt it with the governor. Yeah, thing. that was like, obviously Phil lost. He election. lost that election, I don't care what, which is why, a hundred percent, why he's done nothing for the last two years. Well, he knew he didn't have the... He doesn't he have support. No support. He didn't do any of his COVID That's why stuff. he just keeps banning plastic shit. And doing the... And doing weed. He got weed done. Finally. But, I mean... But that's why, though. Like, not for nothing. He gets there, harassed when no one goes in this No state. one? There's not one... That's not fair. I shouldn't say there's not one. But there's, like, less than five good Republican... Actual candidates in the country. I don't care if they're Trump apart Republican. Dude, Trish Flanagan. Jack Citarelli was not good. You're a bitch, dude. Like you know you won that, and you were just like, eh, you know, the guy just can see. Like but he, he said he was Trump gonna. Guy. He's doesn't matter. Like he said he was gonna fight the election, and then he's just like, ah, Murphy won. It's like, dude, why? Do you, why are you even here? Why do I even vote for you? Why do I even vote? Do you listen? Do you ever listen to a New Jersey one hundred one point five? Sometimes, but not often. You ever listen to Bill Spadia? He's the guy in the morning. Yeah, you've told me about him. Dude, he's awesome. <laughs> he's a lunatic, but he's awesome. I'm glad he has a play. Oh wait, I want to talk about Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, so you watched Batman? You didn't like yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, it was okay. I actually I didn't hate it. This is uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah, not George Clooney's. Batman. I have no problem with Robert Pattinson as Batman. He's completely fine. Is he great? No. Is he bad? Absolutely not. He's just, he's a fine Batman. Um, I have problems with Batman. The movie. No, no, like, the superhero itself. He, it, I know Batman's probably, like, one of the most, like, probably the most famous next to Superman, maybe, and probably, like, the most popular. I can't stand like, he's a dude in a costume fighting crime in the streets. It's like a ninja. It's crazy that, that, like, there was a reason why, like, Marvel movies to me, like, it's a fantasy land, right? Like, they're protecting the galaxy. They're doing all this crazy shit. We got gods. And you don't like that he's, like, actually I don't like thugs? that he's, no, it's so dumb in my mind. In, in like, my, a gritty 1980s yeah, New York? Yeah, I don't like it. it's just, like, guys with yeah, knives. I don't, I don't like it. It's so. Old ladies with pocketbooks. Unless they actually do go back. It's such a more realistic make, thing. No, but it's not. That's It's almost more unrealistic than, like, a god of thunder coming down and fighting a giant metal guy that spits fire. What are you talking fire. about? Like, there are vigilant, mass vigilantes out there right now. No. Of course there are. But I think Batman would be better off going back to, like, making movies that, like, show the title cards on screen. Pow! Bam! <laughs> Skadoosh! Um, but anyway, specifically the Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman. 
the villain in this movie is the Riddler. But not really. Like, and I think, I think that's kind of the point of the movie is like, I don't, I don't know if you're supposed to root for the Riddler. You're probably not. I was rooting for him the entire time. I think he is, he, he was right about everything. <laughs> he was nailing it. He was just exposing corruption. And like, they're like, we gotta get this guy. And I'm like, mm. but Batman, to his credit, was kind of like, like he was kind of helping the Riddler out. <laughs> And, like, it seemed like they were on the same side until the very end when, like, the Riddler was like, yo, Batman, we're in this together. And Batman's like, no, we're not. It's like, <laughs> no, like, dude, like, you kind of are. Like, you're fighting the same people. So, but, so my takeaway from that movie was, like, the Riddler nailed, like, dude, go Riddler. Let's go. Right. But I've, I'm not, I also really like all, what's his name? The guy who plays the Riddler? The Paul Dano. Weird, Paul Dano. I just like him from Do you see, Little Miss Sunshine. You ever see Prisoners? No, but he's a freak in that, right? With Hugh Jackman. And Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. That movie is... I put it in the same category as Training Day. So that movie, when it first... I remember like seeing the trailers for that movie, and I always wanted to watch it. And then when it came out, the reviews were like really good, but it was like... They were like, this movie's like dark. Yeah. And it scared me, and I never watched it. I've told you how I feel about Training Day, right? You don't like Training Day, right? Because you don't like the ending. Training Day is almost a perfect movie. Like, Training Day is literally one scene and 30 seconds away from being one of the best films ever made. And I don't know if you've ever seen... Have you ever seen it? Yeah, of course. Okay, so... I think we can spoil Training Day. Can I spoil Training Day? Yeah, you can spoil... Oh, wait, hold on. Training Day is about to be spoiled. (laughs) If you haven't seen Training Day and you don't want it to be spoiled, go watch it, come back, and then listen to this. Fucking amazing movie. Everyone should watch Training Day. But it it is just turn a it off. Right when it's about end. to end, Ethan Hawke's character needs to die. Yeah, if Ethan Hawke's character gets shot in the fucking street, it's a real movie. When Ethan Hawke walks away a hero, and it's just the na- the, the ghetto of like it loses all credibility. When Ethan Hawke just go gets to be the good cop, no. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's it sad, because there's nothing else in that movie, the entire movie, that would ever lead you to believe, which maybe that's the point, like, oh, Denzel's character likes Ethan, respects Ethan Hawke enough no, he to let him live. He, no, doesn't. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. So, like, it's not, a subver- it's not a good subversion of expectations that he walks away and gets to live and be a whatever. Yeah, the bat, like, bat- the Batman could have been really good if, like... The Riddler just gets away with it all. Yeah. But, like, not for nothing. I, I mean, I'm not going to... Not Maybe that he's alive. I don't really care about spoiling Batman, because, like, whatever. Uh, he kind of does. It's not like he doesn't, but he but he does. It's And Prisoner is a fucking amazing movie. It's about 30 minutes too long. And it ends at one point. And if it had ended where it was ended, where it ended, you would have left the theater being like, "Was that the best movie I've ever yeah, seen?" Don't it's... spoil Prisoner because that I swear to God I will watch that one day. But so instead, don't spoil that one. Instead, it's just an okay movie, which is unfortunate because it's really good. All right, if we're talking about like perfect movies, another movie I just watched was Best in Show. Oh yeah, we talked. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie might be perfect. Like the scene where one of the best scenes in film history is when they go meet. When it's the guy from, 
the American Pie movies and his wife, the blonde girl. Yeah. When they go to her ex boyfriend's house, who's um, what's his face from The Office? Is it? Is that no, him? that's not who that is. Who is it? That looks like Ed Ka- Ka- Keckner. Is but it's the, not him. But it's not him. Uh, but it's a guy like that. But he's a guy like that. You've he's a bald guy. Things. What's he in? He's in a lot of stuff. But yeah, and they're in his the house, fun- dude. The, the funniest scene. The funniest scene <laughs> is the dog. They lose the dog. They go outside. And the guy's like, was just talking about how hard <laughs> he's at. He's at the table. They're just eating dinner, and he's talking about how hard of a day at work it is. And he's, you find out he's a hostage negotiator who <laughs> deals with people who commit suicide. And he's like, oh no, like, did he jump? And he goes, oh, of course he jumped. They always jump. <laughs> and he's like, but he's like talking about how good he is at his job. And he's like, they always jump, but you gotta like talk him through it. And then. The dog is lost. They go into the backyard. The son is sitting on the shed with the dog attached to a parachute. <laughs> He's going to throw it down. Oh, and then, and the guy's like, this is, I'm a professional. He goes, I'm going to stick my thumb in your eye. He's like, I'm going to cut out your heart. It's so, holy shit. That movie is fucking hilarious. Or and the, the fact that there is no script is crazy the to me. The two with braces and their Wyme rider. Oh my god. At the Amazing. End with, like, what is the when she goes do? to the store for the bee? Yeah. She goes to the store you for the bee. We need the bee. Oh my god. Yeah, there's so many moments in that movie. There's, and the cast is great. Like, yeah, the cast is fantastic. You know. uh, there's another movie that they did before Best in Show. It's like very similar, like no script, like almost all improvised. Uh, something about Mr. Guffin. Something like that. Uh, I want to watch that because... Because of... Did you just, say you read into the... Yeah, I, so The Ringer put out an article like th- a week after Fred Willard died in 2020. Uh-huh. Talking... They had just happened to... Because it was like the 20-year anniversary of Best in Show and they did like a big interview with like everyone from the movie. So I was reading through that and... It's just so cool, like, what they did and, like, how they did it. Yeah, it's it's a different kind of movie, man. It's fucking funny. And they were all being, like, they do, it's like a, do, it's a mockumentary before yes. mockumentary format really got really popular. Yep. And all the characters in the mockumentary do their little breakaway interviews in character with the dogs. So And good. they're playing off dogs, too, which is a big thing. Like, it changes the dynamic a little bit, I think. This when, is really good. When they go to the hotel and they don't have any money for the room and, like, the hotel manager <laughs> just puts them in the storage closet. <laughs> but, like, and that's, like, one of the things about this movie that, like, I think if you sat down to write a script, things get away from you. It doesn't mean the movies are bad. It's just that, like, you're, you're always going for the joke. So, like, the exact same situation might just come off differently. Like, putting them in a storage closet, if it's written out, yeah. I think comes off as jokey. Because it's just this improvised thing and, like, they wind <laughs> and up... they're and trying to do it. It just is, like... It just feels real to me. Like, it's it's so... It's so... Like, the the fact that he has two left feet is, like, That's hilarious. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I forgot that. Amanda, so Amanda didn't, like, watch it. She was just kind of, like, walking around, like, doing stuff. And everyone's watching. She'd, like, kind of be like, what are you watching? And she saw the scene where, like, he's walking the dog at the end. And they zoom in on his feet. And she goes, what's wrong with his feet? And he's got two left feet. <laughs> Oh my god. That movie. Top notch. Yeah, I forgot. When you brought it up, that was... I has Rachel ever seen it? Exactly. Yes. It's, okay. Because yeah. I say, if she hasn't, that's one that you gotta make we her watched watch. It. I showed it to her, I think. Um, there's another movie 
Oh, I saw a thing about the movie Judging Your Life, which I think is another great comedy. Never seen you it. You know that? That's yeah. I think you have because I was. It's Rip Torn, and Al Al Brooks, and he dies. I don't even know who Al Brooks is. It's like the other Brooks guy. Al Brooks sounds familiar. Like, I feel like I would know him if I saw him, but I don't like know who he is off the top of my head. Uh, he dies. Look at Judging Your Life. Look at like the trailer or something. Play in the microphone. Al Brooks, the author? No, this guy. Maybe it's maybe it's Mel, uh, Mel Brooks. Not Mel Brooks though. I don't. Maybe it's Mel Brooks. I think it, I don't think it's Mel Brooks. I don't even know who Mel Brooks is. Mel Brooks is is old. Er. Yeah, I've never seen this guy in my life. Let me see Mel Brooks. Yeah, no, it's Mel Brooks Jr. Look at Mel Brooks Jr. What's he look like? What's it called? Judging your life. Yeah, judging your life. That's probably the best way to go about it. Instead of googling all the Brooks family members. Alright, so what about this movie? It's another great comedy and I saw a TikTok about it and how it's one of the most... Judging your life or defending your life? Oh, defending your life. Meryl Streep's in it? Yep. Mm -hmm. You don't remember this movie? I've watched it a million times. I've never seen this movie. I can tell you I've never seen it just based on looking at it. It is Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is the dude who does the voice for Merlin in he Finding Nemo. Yeah, and he's uh, I know that guy. What did I say? No, it's his name, Albert Brooks. What but Al Brooks is an author. I didn't type in Albert Brooks. Um, but it's a movie about you die and go to like a purgatory place where you have to, where like you have a trial at the end of your life to determine if you've had a, a good enough life to move on to the next plane of existence. And I think when I originally watched it as a kid, I didn't. Now, like you didn't get it. Now I'm like, is that? Do they just? Is that really gonna happen? Like, am I actually? Is that disclosure well, of the next plane of existence? It's all about like <laughs> transcending your mortal limitations and reaching a connection with con- the higher consciousness. So, defending your life is also streaming on HBO. So maybe I will watch it tonight. Yeah, it's worthwhile checking um, out. And since we're talking about watching stuff... Oh, oh, the Kentucky Derby was fantastic. Oh my god. I rewatched the video again today. I showed it to Rachel and it, she cried. It gives me chills, dude. Like, it's a beautiful sports moment. Like, what... By the way... It's what makes horse racing special. That you have to listen to like the first five to ten minutes of part of my take this morning. They, they talk about They it? open up with the Kentucky Derby. PFT fucking cracks me up, man. He's talking about how much he loved that horse because, like, after he won, he was just trying to eat the other horses. <laughs> but yeah, so like, if you watch that overhead clip, is that the one? It's clip you showed her. You've never seen a horse run like that. He I is. Her both. The they were, they were race like. Imagine if that horse in that moment isn't that horse, right? Like, imagine Rich Strikers in the front, and it's like, oh, this long shot is leading the race, and epicenter who the favorite is is way back in the pack and makes that run. You'd still be like, holy shit, what what an amazing run. But the fact that it happens by this horse, the closing speed, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, you watch the overhead run, and you see Epicenter. At this point in the race, like, Epicenter, I mean, uh... Zandon and... Strike, uh, Rich Strike starts out in the very back. Yeah, way back. But at about a minute to go in the race, Epicenter makes his move. He starts to pull yep. away 
from the two that are with him, which are the it other was, two favorites. It was right? Crowd... Uh, Crown? Crown Pride. Pride, which is the Japanese horse. Yes. He had taken the lead right before Epicenter. He was kind of gassing a little too early. Uh, Epicenter starts to make his push, and he starts pulling away. And, you, and if you watch Zandon, the view... Zandon also is pulling up on Epicenter... But, trying to make up that ground. But if you watch the But over- it's just those two horses. But if you watch the overhead view from about 50 seconds left in the race, you see Epicenter kind of really take a strong command of the race. Yes. But if you watch in the middle of the pack towards the back, Rich Strike is making the same move at the same time. He's starting to gallop. But Dude. he never once from that moment Slow. to the end of the race stops at all. And in fact, he gets another burst well, when that's- he sees the... Now it's the jockey... Well, dude, that's what but I'm saying. It's like, the horse. He, he sees the other he makes up and goes. so much ground that, like, when you watch the overhead, it's like the, the other overhead. horses are standing still. The whole pack jelly legs and is slowing down. Epicenter, Crowd, Crown Pride, and Zandon are going are, strong. Are going strong, but you can tell they're starting to get gassed. Epicenter's still looking strong. Epicenter doesn't and, get gassed until, like, the last 10 seconds when they're closing in this, on the final. And this horse is, like, flying. Cutting flying. through him like a knife. And, like, and the horse, the horse he's hitting. between them. And yeah. they said... Uh, Lanes are opening up know. just the right way. Apparently he ran, by the way, like, he ran the furthest race out of any of those horses. Like, of all the distances. Out of all the distances ran. He, he, he ran. He traveled the most. He traveled the most. The fastest. It's He's crazy. Good. He's a good horse. It's crazy. And no one knew. $30,000 horse from a stakes race. But Rachel isn't a racer person. She doesn't like horse racing. But you show her the race and she understands. Like, I want to go to I the racetrack. Up, I told her. I was like, this horse was not in the race as a few days ago. Got bumped in. The owner's like, oh, we're here to win. But like, no one gives them a shot. They're 8-1. Didn't tell her what was going to happen. I, just, I, just, I didn't even tell her... That that horse was in the contention. I just said that, and then I told her who the favorites were. And then I let her watch the whole race. And then once she saw at the end, like, what horse that was, she, like, it literally choked her up. It's an amazing Dude, horse thing. racing is awesome. It's one of those things where, like, every year when the Kentucky Derby comes around. You want to pop in. I listen to people talk about it. The people who are into horse racing and in know that world. everything about it is fascinating to me. I think, but I think it's hard. Like, I don't. Maybe I w- it'd be easier if I was into it more and watched it, like, week after week, day after day. But, like, I can tell you about golfers. And, like, I can tell you why on a gi- any given week I could be like, no, the reason why he's the favorite is, like, he's just been striking his irons well. To me, like, when they talk about, well, in training, you know, like, before training, I thought this horse was looking good. But at training the last couple days, man, this one's a specimen. It's like, they're just all horses. Yeah. But it's cool. That race was awesome. And there are moments in that race where, like, it only happens when the jockey and the horse are both. It's what, it kind of, I go back and forth on it. Are the horses athletes? And yes, they're athletes. That's why, so, what horse won? Was it Secretary? American Pharaoh? Was it Secretary of American Pharaoh who won, like, Athlete of the Year and was on the cover of, like, Sports no, Secretary, it was... Years and years. So yeah. then it was American Pharaoh, yeah. I think. I like, I, and t- I kind of get the argument from the other side, like, no. Like, not an athlete. You don't celebrate. It's not a human. But, like, that horse, what that horse did. You couldn't do what that horse did. You can't convince me that horse didn't know what it was trying to do. I, and by the way, like, I only think 
something like that could happen in horse racing. Like, I don't think that could happen in, a, like, a human race. Like a race NASCAR? No, like, I just, no. I'm talking about, like, foot on race? foot, like, in, like, cross country or in track. I don't know if there's a situation where, like, the last man in the field could make that kind of push at the end of a race. I'm sure it has. I'm sure there's been crazy upsets. I don't know. Anyway, that, w- that was a real catch-up. We caught up on all the things. Yeah, the only last thing I wanted to say was... Well, I've so been disc golfing really We well. were talking about watching stuff. Yeah. Just started... Me and Amanda like watching these like really shitty Netflix reality shows. I like that, too. Because mm-hmm. they're awful. And I don't mean awful like the show's bad. The shows actually like, aren't bad at all. They're well-done reality shows. They're inter- very entertaining. The concepts are so awful. The floor is lava is pretty good. But what I mean by awful is, like, shitty. Like, mean human beings shouldn't be going through this stuff. Have you heard or seen The Ultimatum? I don't know. Okay. So we just started it last night. We were two and a half episodes in. Here's the premise. Six couples who've been dating for a couple years or more who one of the couple isn't ready for marriage and the other has given them an ultimatum they bring all six couples in and then you spend one last night with your person and then in the morning you're broken up and you go in for a week have little dates with the other couples couples you know like their partners and then you decide who you want to live with for the next three weeks. And then after that, you decide, like, are you going to, do you like this person? Do you miss your person? Like, did, did this make you reconsider? Ma- it is the most disgusting display <laughs> of human nature. I hate the people on this show. There are a few people on this show that, like, I legitimately feel bad for. I'm like, you need to leave this person. Get away from this Like, person. don't fight this hard for this person. Leave. You're you are a great person. You deserve so much better. It's it's awful. It's entertaining. See, that doesn't sound like something I'd like. Yeah, it's. I like more like they have the show "The Floor Is Lava," or the glass blowing show. I like that. Oh, I like the glass blowing show. That's cool. that's cool. But like Netflix is on the verge about, of getting is it canceled cake? at any given week. That nah, show's not good, good. And the host of that show is a dickhead. Who's the host of that show? I don't remember. Isn't but. it? Why do I think it's Neil Patrick Harris? But, like, the whole time I was watching that show, I... Who's the host of that show? It's someone. No, what's the other show that also has a terrible host? No, I think it's Is It Cake. Yeah, it's gotta be Is It Cake. Is It Cake... The host of Is It Cake is, like, someone I know. Yeah, it's awful. It's like Kevin Pereira or something. No. Oh, it's Mikey Day? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that show. He's awful. Wait, he's the Coke host of is it cake it's painful to watch that's not who i thought the host was couldn't get through the show because of the host it was literally like his jokes make me want to strangle someone chris de stefano just put out his new special yeah and he talks about how he was a host on one of those netflix shows called Beastmaster. it was him and tiki barber as the host and he's talking about like how like how shitty it was <laughs> and like that he got fired after only, like, three episodes because he made a, a racist joke. <laughs> and, like, it's just, like, really funny to hear the people who do work for those shows talk about those shows like, candidly. And they're like, yeah, like, it's awful. Like, All right. That it? 
I feel like it's it. Mm. Cool. What a ketchup. Is that the ice cream man? The ice cream man's coming. You I know, hope it's Mr. Softy. Last I year... It. Last year I made a pact that I was going to get ice cream every single time I heard... The ice cream man? Only on appearing him like twice. Well, I've heard him a lot, and he's evaded me this year. He doesn't come down this street. Yeah, like, he doesn't pass my house. He just goes on all the surrounding houses, which is annoying, because I want him. Last year, me and Amanda were walking in Spring Lake, and we caught the ice cream man, and I was in, I was like, I'm getting ice cream, and Amanda's like, don't. And I was like, no, I'm getting ice cream, like, you can't stop me. And I was just standing in line, and there was a group of, like, maybe ten kids in front of me, and it's just like, am I too old to be standing in line for the ice cream man? Well, this isn't just, like, the ice cream man that has, like... Spongebob Pops. I'm telling you. This is I a, like that one. This is the Mr. Softy. I, I like Mr. Softy. Don't get me wrong. I'm I getting, like a cherry dipped cone. That's nice. I am getting nice. I like the milkshake. Soft serve. They're getting a, they give you milk. That's cool. I like the Popsicle guy. That's better to me. Yeah. I want the WWE bar. You know? Yeah. I, I want Spider-Man ha- with the gumball. This guy will have some I of want those, the snow cone. But he's really a Mr. Softy. All right. Before we end. On the traditional... Ice cream truck, not the Mr. Softy. What's your go-to? What are you ordering from that ice cream man? Um, screwball. I think that's a great play. That's a, <laughs> that's a classic. Can't go wrong with the screwball. If they have a double screwball, dude, the double screwball is fantastic. <laughs> Even though that gum is so bad, yeah, and I don't want it. It's great. I still want it. I still want right. to get to it. I'm trying to think. I'm either going with uh, the atomic. I don't actually know what it's called, but it's the sour. You know what? The sour Italian ice. Too. Yeah, you know what I'm talking one. about. Mm-hmm. Or shots. You know the shark pops. Shark shark pops are great. Those are good. They still have those on the ice cream truck. I think so. The great white shark pops. Yeah, are so good. Um. I also I do like the WWE bar, but I, a big thing I like to get because it's just but they don't have such Trish a classic Stratus on them anymore. I doubt so. Like no, it's probably like Roman Reigns is probably <laughs> on there. It's like I don't know who that is. Um, Choco Taco. I don't think you can go wrong getting a Choco Taco. Yeah, that's a good one. I still like I don't hear him anymore. And like the Mister Softy guy has an app, and I look him up. Whoa! And. It'll say he's like on this street, and I'll hear him, and I'll try to get there, and I'll be like, "You gotta get Rosa." Doesn't work. Mr. Softy in the summertime. So you I'm gotta trying, have her experience like an ice cream truck. It's only May, so it's not too late in the season. I might, at the end of this season, we might buy an ice cream truck. Let's, let's cash out. Ice cream let's cash out our business. Just Liqu- do that. liquefy, buy an ice cream truck. But year round. Let's be a hot chocolate dude truck in the winter. In the, so- in the winter, just drive around doing hot chocolates. Another like warm. Winter stuff. Like a toasted bagel with cream cheese? Why not? Whatever warm... Whatever's gonna warm you up. How come food trucks don't drive around? Why don't they just drive to places and park? Why don't they play music and attract customers wherever they are? Gas is so expensive. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that makes sense. There's, um... I know... How much does this guy have to charge an ice cream to make up for the gas? Have, has ice cream truck prices gone up? It used they to be like two seventy five for like a thing. It's probably like six bucks now. It's got to be. A lot. It's like ballpark prices. There's an interview with an ice cream truck guy in Boston, and apparently, like, there's like a thing that tourists like to go visit in Boston. It's like this. It's like an uphill walk or something. I don't know. But he's talking about how in the summertime, he just stocks up on water, 
and he just parks at the bottom, and he just sells water for two bucks. <laughs> he's like, make a killing. People need water. Like, make hundreds of dollars a day just <laughs> selling water. We could do that. Yeah, I'm in. All right. All right, well, that's squ- it. Squirt you later. This guy named Art, and his thumbnail picture is a uh, Bugatti Veyron. Do you think he's gonna pull up in a Bugatti Veyron to drop off? Uh, what are you talking about? Answering a question. You talked about a song. You said you know the name of that song. No. Then he started singing. Art is the name of the Grubhub driver. He's got a Bugatti Veyron. I mean, I don't think he's driving a Bugatti Veyron. That'd be a pretty cool gimmick for your for your. Uh, if he was East side hustle, I finance this Bugatti and then use it to Uber Eats. What would be the, the oil point? changes are seven hundred. What would be the point of that? 
dollars will get a pup. Unless he charges you to take a picture of of it, and like he makes even extra money, and it's like he's got one of those decals in the bag that says Uber Eats Bugatti at like on his Instagram. at Uber Eats Bugatti. The Instagram. Ta- okay. I by the way, have you ever seen someone have the uh, those tags on their car with like their Instagram handles <laughs> that don't have face tattoos? Yeah, well, I've seen a bunch of them. I always try and look up. Really? I, I never do. do. Out of spite. I'm just curious. Like, I'm like, all right, let's see what they're like. And it's always just like a shitty Subaru or a Honda they, Civic. They have one. Who? One of the people who live at Rick's house has a, the Lincoln or the Mercury. And it says on the back. Um, like an Instagram handle? Oh, it's Trenton Dashcam, I think. is. I haven't looked that one up. But I've seen a bunch of really weird vehicles that I wouldn't have otherwise. Usually, it's just people with gimmicky cars, or it's like people who think they're street racers. That's normal. That's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. It's not only cars that are dropped low with the slanted tires. Sometimes, like I've seen one that was like about a guy who hypermiled and like those. I think are cool though. Like if you're putting your Instagram handle on there and you drive like a different car and you put up posts like cool videos that like have nothing to do with I also saw one that was boat it was like boat Corvette or something and it, like when you drove past it it was like clearly a boat I was like how are you like that that boat on the highway and it was like no it's a guy who made a Corvette into no, a I'm boat. okay with those ones I'm more talking about like the street racer people but that's just a frag that's a section of it it's a big component but and it's like part of it. it's like master drifter 2219 it's like dude like no one cares Oh, it's still like he's got a nice Tesla. Not a Bugatti, but a Tesla. Oh, get my food. You don't want to bring art onto the podcast? No, we don't have guests. This isn't a guest. This is art. This is art. All right, Sal is walking to the car to get his food. <laughs> Quit! They should let me tip after I would you not have tipped? Well, now that you see he's got a nice Tesla, I'll tip a little bit. Honestly, I think if you're Ubering, Uber eating, or doing any sort of delivery driving service and you don't have an electric vehicle at this point, you're probably losing money with gas prices the way they are. Now we got UPS pulling up. What is going on? I'm still recording all of this, by the way. I'm recording all of it. That's what I want. Did you order discs or something? No, better. What'd you order? How are you? That's not a good sign. Prodigy disc. Is it a bag? Look at this. The first ever podcast unboxing. Really took care of it in there. What is it? This is a nice stick. I like that. And you'll never break the chain. It's my new bag. Why'd you order a new bag? It was on heavy clearance on Prodigy.com, and it's bigger than my current bag, so I have to fit a few more discs. What is heavy there. clearance? It's originally 99. I got it for 70. Well, uh, 71. 
This is riveting podcasting. Well, this isn't part of the podcast. We're warming up. That's why we do this. Do you not understand our format yet? Nope. To be quite honest, I do not. Let's see if you like my bag. Oh my god. Now the FedEx truck? That's not the You currently like the bag I use. You like my end of the bag. I do. I think I like that end of the bag a lot. So if I like this more, I'll be impressed. But this... Okay, so this end of the bag was 65. Okay. This was 71. I like that one better. I would have went with non-navy, though. You oh, already yeah. have a navy well, bag. Oh, black. I don't want black. You already got a navy bag. You now have three backpacks. Well, this is now moving to Rose's bag. Because as soon as she's three... That backpack is bigger than her. I don't know which... Wait, help me out here. Which flap... That's got to be the Back? divider. Is it a divider? Is there instructions of any kind? I doubt it, because it's a backpack. Prodigy. Success. Refunds. Returns. Okay, See, not, there's something that's supposed to go on the bottom, but none of these look like a flat. That to me looks like a bottom. Well, hmm. This looks like a side piece. Yeah, it's definitely a side piece. Maybe nothing goes on the bottom. Because if it has two side pieces and a back, it doesn't really need a bottom, does it? That's a good observation. Looks like there's a curved piece going. Well, the curved would go in the front. Because the, the back. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Now we're getting there. Because that's the shape of the bag. I thought the shape of the bag was the other way. You're no. right, this fits with the... Ooh, see that keeps it nice and... It keeps it upright. Stiff. That's an interesting way to do it. Because I guess you can't ship it with the flap in there. Because then it's going to take up too much space. Saving on shipping costs. I wonder how annoying it's going to be to, like, adjust them. Like, if they're going to move or if they're just going to be in... I think you're probably supposed to put the back in first. You think? I put the back and they pulled the sides in. I feel like it's going to be hard to get the back in with the sides in. I don't know. Just got to move. We're getting there. Oh my god, dude. It's pretty sweet. I like the material of it. I want to say this is the back, but it's got this Velcro. Oh, so it must be the back, because the Velcro probably... No. There's nothing Velcro... I don't feel anything... I feel like it doesn't need a back, does it? What is this piece? It's not a back. Do you have any idea? No? How many more pieces are there? I have this weird piece. And what is that other piece? I think this probably goes in the pocket. One of them is for like the pocket. Wait, what's that other piece though? No, this no, piece. that other one. I have two of these pieces. Did those have Velcro They're on them? Velcros. So I'm looking for something that Velcro can attach to. But it looks like maybe these... I don't think so. I don't know. Like, am I just confused? 
That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. For like the side pockets? Probably, because that doesn't make any sense to me. But I would need it in the side pockets. Nothing Velcro in there, right? No Velcro. <clears throat> I'm trying to could this possibly want to stick on here for some reason? That doesn't seem to make sense either. This side's already coming. I think this goes on the bottom? Like maybe it stays folded? Then why would it have both? I don't know. These maybe Velcro somewhere in the top to keep the sides in on top. I mean, there's Velcro here, but that's that's for, for the this. that yeah, right to attach it. There's Velcro there, but that's just for that. Is this Velcro? Wait, do you have that other piece? Do they Velcro together? Maybe they go on the shoulder? Maybe they're like strap pads or something? I don't know. It's a mystery. Did it, was it sent by accident? Oh, so they were all in the bag. smell very strong. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Probably watch a video on it. Alright. Well, I like it. We'll see. I got a fork. Because I'm going to eat these while we're up here. I'm going to stop this. Sounds good. Probably cut a lot of that.